Park Hopping Podcast, number 75, Which Park? Lots of important things to say. This is not art. Coming up next in our show. This is not media. First, the news. This is not news. Now, welcome back to the show. This is another crappy podcast production. Celebrating over 12 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 75, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. Welcome back to the Park Hopping Podcast, recorded live in the crappy podcast studios in Des Moines, Iowa, USA, which seems to be the home of some Olympic champion or something. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I asked for your help in identifying some of the interactive elements in the Disney parks, and I'm going to be sharing some of the responses I received in a future episode. But today on the Park Hopping Podcast, we're going to do a bit of park hopping, but to which park? Well, that was an easy question to answer, say, 53 years ago, at least when you were talking about Disney. In 1955, there was only one Disney theme park, the original Disneyland in California. In 1971, the number of parks doubled as the Magic Kingdom opened at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. In 1982, Epcot joined this exclusive club, making a trio of Disney parks. In 1983... Tokyo Disneyland opened, taking the Disney theme park experience international. In 1989, Euro Disney opened, only to be later renamed as uh, Disneyland Paris. In 1998, Disney's Animal Kingdom welcomed visitors on Earth Day. In 2001, Disney's California Adventure and Tokyo Disney Sea both opened, and it looks like this was the first time multiple Disney parks opened in the same calendar year. In 2002, the Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris opened, and most recently, in September 2005, Hong Kong Disneyland opened. That's a lot of Disney parks to choose from, isn't it? Well, the five Magic Kingdom parks in California, Florida, Paris, Tokyo, and Hong Kong all share some things in common, such as having a Main Street area with a castle to Fantasyland at the end. Other parks share similar rides, such as having Soarin' over California at Disney's California Adventure and also at Epcot, or Star Tours at Disneyland and the Disney MGM Studios. So I wondered, how easy is it to tell just what park you're in without multiple sources of information? If I say, name the park with Star Tours, you probably think of the park you're most familiar with. For instance, Soarin' will always be a California Adventure ride to me since it opened there years before it got cloned in Epcot. Likewise, Muppet Vision 3D is a rather old-school attraction to Disney MGM Studio visitors, but to others, they only know it as the show from Disney's California Adventure that opened in 2001. Some rides change enough that they would be easy to pick out, for instance, the Haunted Mansions versus Phantom Manor. But just knowing the ride itself isn't enough. If I start talking about a Fantasyland or a Frontierland attraction, would you even begin to think about a Haunted Mansion? Well, you might if you were used to the Paris Phantom Manor, which is in Frontierland there, or the Tokyo Haunted Mansion that sits behind Dumbo the Flying Elephant in Fantasyland there. Seriously, I I looked it up on the Wikipedia. So let's try an experiment. I'm going to play some audio clips today just for fun, naming a few specific elements or rides, and I'd like to see if you can figure out which park or parks these can all be found in. So let's get started. The music will be your first clue. 
Okay, I'm uh, out in kind of an entrance area in front of the theme park where the uh, ticket booths are and such. And in just a few moments, I will be walking up to the uh, theme park we're going to today. And I'll describe what I'm seeing. After having our passes scanned at the entrance turnstiles, we uh, walk into this front area, and in front of us is a large uh, hill with a train station on top. On top of the train station is a uh, kind of a flower pattern, kind of the icon symbol of the park in front of the train station there. And on each side of the train station, left and right, there's uh, tunnels that lead into kind of uh, the first area of the park. And once we step through the tunnels on the sides, we're in a Main Street section, kind of an old, uh, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s uh, version of America with old-fashioned light fixtures and buildings and shops. And over on the right side of Main Street is a building, kind of a theater, and it features an animatronic, kind of an animated guy inside. And yes, of course, Main Street does have an ice cream shop. And on the corner of Main Street is a large gift shop. It's called the Emporium. There's even a penny arcade, although it doesn't really have a lot of penny arcade things in it anymore. Hey, there's even a fire station on Main Street. And of course, the park is divided up into different themed lands of different areas, different parts of the world, or different times, things like that. And of, here's a ride. This is the uh, teacups ride, where you get in a little teacups, and they uh, kind of go around on a platform, and you can spin them. Gotta have a teacups ride. The park also features kind of a large circular uh, river system that was built to go all the way around for a, um, I don't know, kind of like a uh, riverboat to travel around it. Kind of back out of the way at the end of the uh, area is kind of this, um, another section of a park with a bunch of detailed little buildings with a lot of jazz music playing. Kind of has a New Orleans kind of River City kind of feel to it. And of course, I should mention the uh, ride that's themed to pirates that's in this park. One of the little areas of the park is kind of a Wild West, Western-themed section. And 
down here in this frontier area of the park, there is a saloon that has a stage show inside. I remember one year I used to come here a long time ago and it was kind of a musical review with uh, singing and dancing and fun stuff. I don't think they do that show here anymore. And uh, in an area of the park where everything is really white looking, there's a stage that rises up out of the ground and then they can do shows on it. You know, they can have uh, music and dancing and whatever else they want to do there. Not a lot of theme parks that have a stage that rises up out of the ground, I wouldn't think. And if you're into, like, little dolls and clocks, there's a big clock that features little dolls. Whoa! And really close to the entrance of one of the rides is a cemetery. It has some tombstones out in front. I'll read some of them for you. Good old Fred, a great big rock fell on his head. Good friend Gordon, now you've crossed the River Jordan. Rest in peace, Cousin Hewitt. We all know you didn't do it. And there you go. Welcome back from the audio tour. Most everything I described may sound familiar, but if you know these parts very well, it's probably clearly not familiar. For the answers, I'll be posting a video version of this tour so you can see exactly which park or parks or whatever that I was actually at for the visit. And speaking of visits, the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time. So be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse around 53,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks. I even have pictures from the Iowa State Fair, where you can see the world-famous Butter Cow and butter representations of that Olympic medalist. It's fascinating. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 75. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Advertise your product or service on this podcast network. You'll receive one exclusive pre-roll placement so the audience doesn't get sick of hearing your message and multiple in-show mentions and post-roll ads. This unique placement reduces listeners from fast-forwarding through your message. Visit anothercrappypodcast.com for details.